1: Hello and welcome back to the World Watch Weekly Podcast. I'm Nicolette, this is Jared, and we're back for another episode of the podcast that keeps you informed about Christian persecution worldwide.
0: I have a fun fact for you, our listeners, about Open Doors that you might not know. We work uh, through our local church partners in over 70 countries around the world. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the world watch list that we talk about all the time is the top 50 countries with the most persecution against Christians. That's where the majority of our focus goes. We do work in, in more than that. And um, our, our work in, in such a variety of countries means that our approach has to be done in a variety of ways as the situation yeah. demands. That's yeah. why, you know, we talk about some countries a lot more than others, uh, maybe because we have more information or it's... Just easier to share about. Some mm-hmm. countries we have to be less open about, some countries we hardly ever get stories out of, Yeah. Uh, but it varies.
1: Yeah, exactly. So in certain places or a specific region or country demands extra security for our brothers and sisters, um, but no matter what, our name is Open Doors because we believe that there are no closed doors yeah. through us through prayer and through the work of the Holy Spirit. So with that said, today we're talking about the Arabian Peninsula. That's right.
0: So the Arabian Peninsula is comprised of several different countries, uh, four of which are on the World Watch list, the top 50 most persecuted. So we're talking uh, Yemen, Oman, Qatar and Saudi Arabia. And Mm -hmm. so depending on the country in the Arabian Peninsula, Open Doors supports the body of Christ there through prayer, uh, through the distribution of scripture resources and through the training of Christians and pastors.
1: Yeah. So today we want to talk a bit about the struggles that Christians face in the Arabian Peninsula. Now, for security reasons, we're not going to get more specific than that. Um, But the point is that we're sharing about the realities of living as a Christian in this region. And we're going to be using the lived experience of one of our sisters in Christ who we'll call Nadia. That's right.
0: So we want to use Nadia's story today as an example of the daily difficulties that come (laughs) with following Jesus, uh, as a Christian in the Arabian Peninsula, particularly as a Christian woman. And we've talked about that recently.
1: Yeah. So if you missed our podcast from earlier this month about persecuted women, which we released on International Women's Day, yeah. March 8th, um, we highly recommend that you go and check it out. It was, it was a really great conversation and really helpful to learn about how women experience persecution in uh, often more complex and hidden ways than men do. Um, And that podcast wasn't focused on the Arabian Peninsula specifically, but it does provide good context for what we're talking about today.
0: Yeah. So in some countries around the world, women don't uh, have freedom of religion or freedom of thought, and they certainly don't have the independence in society that a man might. Mm -hmm. So this was the case for Nadia. She lives in a country that was fully Islamic, but that didn't stop her from wondering what was the real truth.
1: Yeah, so we're gonna, we're gonna explore Nadia's uh, search of yeah. truth, and we're gonna use her own yes. words to tell this story. And not only will this tell her story, it will also demonstrate the struggles that Christian women face in the Arabi- Arabian Peninsula.
0: Mm-hmm. So from the beginning, Nadia, our sister, felt out of place spiritually. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is what she says, a uh, quote from Nadia. So much of this region is covered by desert, and that is how it feels spiritually. I knew from the very beginning that there was something terribly off. I consider myself a seeker. Since I was very young, from the moment I conceptualized the idea of God, I've been seeking ever since. God in the search for truth was one of the main parts of my life.
1: Mm-hmm. So Nadia ended up exploring Islam for years, which is of course expected yeah. of her in this part of the world. Um, but in the Arabian Peninsula, a spiritual seeker's journey isn't something that's easy or safe? Uh, Nadia says this, there were actual real repercussions when asking spiritual questions. There's one example when I was seven years old, I was at school and there was an interesting subject regarding free will, and I asked a very challenging question to the teacher and instead of encouraging me, I got in trouble. My mother, to keep things peaceful and safe for me, I remember her telling me, don't ask questions, just do what you have to do, just finish school, and that's what you need to do.
0: She also dabbled in other faiths in her search, uh, notably Buddhism, she encountered for a while. Uh, She even tried New Age spirituality and occultism, which is actually a a growing phenomenon in the Arabian Peninsula, Mm -hmm. which I didn't know about.
1: Yeah, me neither. But,
0: um, but all of this because she was determined to find truth and, and find a truth that would give her peace. Mm-hmm. And yet, as she was doing this, Nadia felt her life actually falling apart. Mm-hmm. She, she hit a low point. She was uh, disconnected from her family. They cut her off. They abused her emotionally uh, because she had left the, the traditional faith. She went months without talking to her family. She found herself at, at rock bottom, her lowest point, wondering why her search for truth and meaning hadn't given her meaning. And then she met Jesus.
1: Yeah, it's incredible. We have a long quote from Nadia here about this. I've known who Jesus was since I was a child. I have a heritage that's Western and I have family on one side of my parents who are believers. So it wasn't really a foreign concept for me. I knew who Jesus was, but there were a lot of gaps in understanding various stories about the Bible. And I had no idea what the gospel really was. So as I look back, He was pursuing me ever since I was young, and I had many dreams of him coming to me and speaking to me or showing me certain symbols that I understood later on. What's interesting is that I never thought about pursuing Christianity before. I went towards Buddhism and all these other things, but for some reason there was like a kind of block. Not that I did it intentionally, but I couldn't see it. I loved him. I always felt that I missed him. It's like I knew him. I already knew who he was. So there was this longing that I had, but there was a block there. It didn't come to my mind to say, let's explore this.
0: I find that such an interesting uh, quote in the way Mm -hmm. it describes the experience of encountering Jesus, because I feel like the whole idea of Jesus being revealed through dreams and symbols, it, it almost sounds like Old Testament to me. Yeah, and I get that. Now, mm-hmm. like that's just, you know, being being in Western culture, it just seems really foreign to me. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's not for our brothers and sisters in the Arabian Peninsula and other parts of the world, too.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like in working here, I've heard quite a few stories of um, believers from uh you know middle east north africa kind of region that have had that have met jesus through a dream yeah it's interesting so it's really interesting that there's like a cultural aspect to it it's like they're more
0: open to that being legit Mm -hmm. almost whereas for us we maybe wouldn't think anything if i had a dream about jesus i probably wouldn't think (laughs) anything of it you know
1: yeah and and maybe it's also like the isolation that they face that maybe that's one of the only ways that they would be able to hear about it but it's it's really interesting to think about like something that might seem odd to us or even make us feel skeptical is like to them like
0: it's normal uh, yeah
1: to them it's a beautiful indication of jesus's presence and they they like acknowledge it as that right away yeah it's really interesting
0: um back to nadia's story nadia uh knew that jesus had been pursuing her all her life even if she didn't realized it at the time. And, and so in her search for truth, she eventually made the decision to follow Jesus. But despite the joy she found in that, it was not easy by any means.
1: No, not at all. In the Arabian Peninsula where Nadia lives, following Jesus comes at a cost. Yeah. And if Nadia's faith was discovered, it could be devastating. In the countries we mentioned earlier mm-hmm. um, that are on the world watch list, it's incredibly dangerous to be a Christian there. And even more than that, it's particularly dangerous to convert to Christianity from Islam. And on top of that, converting as a woman brings extra risk.
0: Yeah, and again, we talked about this a couple episodes ago, um, but women in some parts of the world, such as the Arabian Peninsula, have Mm -hmm. limited rights, including limited right to freedom of religion. Yeah. Now, depending on where you are in the Arabian Peninsula, depending on the country, Christianity is anywhere from, uh, you know, more or less tolerated for foreigners only to completely illegal. Right. Uh, so yeah. um it re- regardless of where you are as a christian you're going to be a, a total religious minority and if you put yourself in nadia's shoes for a second insofar as that's possible mm-hmm. considering how outside the realm of our experience her story yeah. is um she has left her inherited faith mm-hmm. she has spent her life searching for truth and and made a a, a choice out of joy that if discovered, would bring dishonor and shame on her family.
1: Yeah, and it's it's crazy to me to think about that she probably knew this risk from a very young age. Like she oh, yeah. said that she was told not to question things at seven years old. Yeah, don't rock the boat. And you know, if you've met a little kid who likes asking questions, it's 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 just crazy to think yeah. about. But she's no; these risks have been there her whole life, and they're not gonna disappear. Right. So here's here's another quote from Nadia just about the risks that she faces. The risks are very real and not just for the individual, but also the extended family who are shamed by association. It's very challenging to find a church and other believers. There's a lot of mistrust. You could be talking to someone who's not a believer, but who is just pretending.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's such a sad and bizarre quote to me in so many yeah. ways, because it. it uh, indicates the depth of the struggles that Christians in the Arabian Peninsula face. But like, imagine going to church and worrying that someone you're talking to is undercover. Yeah, it, I can't even imagine.
1: Yeah, it's and and so many people that convert from convert to Christianity, they have such joy because it's like they finally found that peace. And then it must be so hard to you know be so excited about your new faith and then have to be really careful and kind of keep one eye open to look out Mm. for yourself. But Nadia is a really good example of the different kinds of hardships that Christians experience. On one hand, there's the daily struggles she faces of not being discovered by her family and not facing the law of her homeland. But on the other hand, there's the mental toll of not having a community, of being isolated, Mm -hmm. you know?
0: Yeah. Um, I was at church on Sunday with people i know and people i love mm-hmm. and when i walk out of church do you know what's a block away
1: another another church, church. <laughs> yeah do you know what's beyond
0: that a third one like yeah <laughs> it's so foreign to me just imagining not having church It's like depending where you are in the arabian peninsula mm-hmm. uh, it ranges from extremely difficult to downright impossible to find any kind of community of christians let alone an established church. Yeah. Like, there's no way. No, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's, it's just it's, it's so sobering to think about the isolation that Christians face in this part of the world. It creates a whole other layer of pressure and of hardship just on that mental and emotional level because they don't have anyone to support them and to, to walk with them through it. And that's why your support is so vital Um, After years of isolation and loneliness, your gifts and prayers are what's connecting Nadia to other Christians. And they're providing discipleship and training, and they're equipping her to share her faith. So thank you for your support.
0: So she said, and I have a quote here, The first time I met other believers was one of the most wonderful experiences. I had prayed for that for a long time. It was very overwhelming. The idea of so many people around the world praying for me in this region also gives me hope. I know what it's like to live in a spiritual desert, and now I have found the living water of Jesus. I want to share it with others.
1: Yeah, that's a it's a really cool metaphor. Mm-hmm. The, the idea of traveling in a desert for so long and searching for life and then coming across like an oasis or a well um, where the water of life revives you. Mm-hmm. Um, Nadia knows what that's like and she wants others like her to come to that well of living water. And I just, yeah, I really love the way she says that.
0: So we're going to end off the podcast, but let me finish by reading uh, what Nadia said about the importance of standing together as the global church. (laughs) Yeah. She says, the idea of so many people around the world praying for me and for the people of the area really gives hope as to how connected we are as the church of Christ, as the body of Christ. The way I see it, it's creating a bridge. It may not be physical, but a spiritual bridge of the spirit working through the church. And I think the more people in this area of the Middle East know this, the more encouraged they'll feel that they're not by themselves, that there are people who are praying for them.
1: Yeah, so as always, we're gonna close this podcast off with prayer, and uh, we have some requests from Nadia here. Um, We wanna pray for Nadia and ask God to strengthen her faith and to give her direction for her future. Um, We want to pray for persecuted Christian women across the Arabian Peninsula for courage and confidence. And lastly, we want to give thanks that God is at work across the region and he's reaching people through dreams and visions. So would you join us as we pray? Lord Jesus, um, we're so grateful to hear uh, Nadia's story, um, which is just, um, it's such an amazing testament to your faithfulness and the way you pursue us, even when we feel like we're alone and even when we feel far from you, um, you, you love us first. And it's so beautiful to see Nadia's experience of, uh, of that and to see the way that you sought her out from when she was young, from before she even really understood the gospel or, or who Jesus was. And um, we're so grateful for her life and that she is now our sister. Mm. Um, and today, Lord, we, we lift up our sister before You, God. We, we ask that You would protect her. Um, Lord, we ask that You would direct her life, her future. Um, we know that she's walked through some incredibly difficult things. And uh, Lord, we pray that um, as she continues to navigate life, um, even amidst these pressures and hardships, um, Lord, we're so grateful that she can now walk with you instead of being isolated and alone. And Lord, we pray that you would uh, continue to use her to to, um, to bless other Christians and to share the gospel in um, whatever way she can in her everyday life. And um, we pray that uh, she would continue to find um, the richness of meaning and, um, and the richness and goodness that you bring to our lives. And um, I pray that she would continue to discover the way that you have purposed her life in a, a specific way and that you, um, you are using her to, to change her world. Um, so we, we left her before you and we're so grateful for her life and for what you're doing through her. Um, we also wanna pray for other persecuted women in the Arabian Peninsula. Uh, Lord, would you uh, protect our sisters in Christ? Would you give them courage? Would you strengthen them in their faith, God, that even though they face um, pressure and uh, um, persecution in such a complex way that's like built into um, their society in ways, um, Lord, we know that you are the Prince of Peace that you are the King of Kings, that you are our protector, that you are the almighty one. And I pray protection and guidance over each one of our sisters. I pray that you would help them to be in the right place at the right time, that you would uh, protect them from those that wish them any harm and that you would uh, open the eyes of their families, of their communities, um, and that you would soften their hearts as well and that you, you would use um, our, our sisters to, uh, to share the Gospel and to share the love of Christ, that um, that these women would begin to um, uh, be the change in their community, and we pray that um, they would be protected as they do that. And lastly, Lord, we're just so grateful for um, the way that You are moving across uh, the Arabian Peninsula, the way that You're speaking to people through dreams and visions in an area where um, Christians can feel so isolated and it can seem like they're the only one. Um, we know that you are moving. We know that you, um, that the church is growing and we pray that uh, you would protect it as it continues to grow and that uh, you would continue to change lives. Um, and uh, we're, we're so grateful to get to know and to, um, and to support our, our persecuted family, even um, from the other side of the world. Mm. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.
0: Amen. And thank you, as always, for joining us for the World Watch Weekly Podcast. We will be back again next week. Till then, we hope you follow us on social media as well as on YouTube, where this episode will be posted with other Mm -hmm. videos about our work and stories from around the world. Mm -hmm. And we will see you next Wednesday. Thanks for listening to this episode. Make sure to subscribe and to find more ways that you can be praying for Christians where faith costs the most. Follow us on social media at Open Doors Canada, or visit our website, opendoorscanada.org. Thanks for listening.